0: Thank you guys. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. It is so awesome to be with you guys and I just wanted to honour your youth pastor and your leadership team, Pastor Josh and the whole crew. Can we just honour these guys, give it up for them. They are doing such an amazing job here at One Youth and love you guys and are so committed that they have dressed so bogan tonight and I think they've done such an awesome job. Um totally believed chloe's outfit like that is so believable like if you were down at the shops i'll be like whoa she's an actual bogan looks so good well done um and noah was my favorite pick as well with the with the kfc the kfc and the bottle in the bag i was like that guy's got it in the bag amazing um, so it's lovely to meet all of you guys. You guys are awesome. I'm so honored to be sharing the Word of God with you tonight. Uh, I want to share a message just for the next sort of 15-20 minutes called I hope so. I hope so. So I want to read from the Bible if you can turn with me in the Bible to Jeremiah 29:11 or they might have it on the screen as well if you don't have a Bible with you on your phone or a physical Bible. It says in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Can we just bow our heads and pray over the word as we get into it tonight? God, I just thank you for one youth. I thank you for all of these incredible young people and leaders in this room, God. I thank you, Lord, that you love them each and every one of them, you have an incredible plan and purpose and destiny for every single person sitting in this room tonight, Lord God. And I just ask that as I share the Word of God, God, that I would decrease and, God, you would increase. I pray, God, that people would see you more clearly in this place tonight. I pray that we would encounter you in a powerful way, Lord God, and we would know how much you love us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody Sam. Amen, amen. So my message tonight is called, I hope so. And I want to ask you the question, what are you putting your hope in? What are you putting your hope in tonight? I remember when I was in grade six, I grew up in Geelong, Victoria, and we won the grand final yesterday. I don't know if anyone's a Cats fan, but um, well, yeah, awesome. Go Geelong. Go Geelong. Um, And I grew up in Geelong, Victoria. When I was in sixth grade, just like all the other 11-year-old girls in my class, I was hoping to find the love of my life, all right? That's what I was... Yeah, woo woo I was hoping to find the love of my life. I was like, I want a boyfriend. I want to find the love of my life. And so one day, my primary school in Geelong had a school disco at lunchtime. So we had this school disco at lunchtime, it was in one of the common rooms. We had this school disco. It was like your typical school disco. They're playing all these songs. It's like back in the day. I'm 33, so I'm pretty old. They were playing songs. I don't know if you would even know these songs. Like, I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Do You know that song? Or, I'm blue, if I was green, I would die. No one knows that song. Or, you know that song? Or, Hamster Dance. Da-da-dee-da-dee-dee-do-do. Da-da-dee-da-dee-dee-do. No, some of the songs you probably have no idea. Um, So, we're in the disco, in this school disco, and there's all the girls on one side of the room, all the boys on the other side of the room. There's like food in the middle, having like Doritos and whatever, lollies and stuff. And I had a crush on this guy named Andy. Ooh, Andy. Any Andys in the room? Sorry to embarrass you (laughs) if your name's Andy. I had this crush on this guy named Andy. And so, I was just standing there with all the girls on one side of the room and they start playing the song Titanic right so it's the song my heart will go on and it's do 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 it starts playing and one of the teachers who is running the school disco gets up on a stage just like this and the teachers like okay we're going to have a guy girl dance to my heart will go on and she's like okay if anyone wants to um, Grab a partner and come up and dance on the stage. We'll give you a prize. So, I'm like, wow, okay. So, as soon as the teacher says that, they're playing. Doo-doo-doo, you can just picture the scene. My crush Andy walks across the room from the guys' line over to the girls, and he looks at me and he says, "Hey, Layla." I'm like, "Hey, Andy." He's like, "Do you want to um like dance?" yeah and I was like yes my heart's like beating a million miles an hour so I come up on stage with Andy the teachers there we're holding hands we're like this far apart and we just swing our hands together like this we're rocking looking at everyone on the ground looking into his eyes I'm like wow I didn't know I would find the love of my life at 11 years old this is great And so then we get off the stage, the song finishes and the disco sort of wraps up. We go into class after lunch and for that class we were doing like a school dance. We were sort of preparing for the end of year school dance. And they said, okay, I want you guys to grab a partner. This is going to be your partner for the rest of the year for the school dance. It has to be guys with girls, girls with guys. Everyone grab a partner and, you know, get ready for the school dance, we're going to rehearse with you. So I was like, awesome, I'm going to go with my future husband Andy because we're already like done deal, right? He's like, "Ask me to dance with him at the disco, like it's all good, it's going to be great. And so I walk over to Andy and I say like, Andy, like um, yeah, we're going to be partners for the, the dance, right? And he's got this girl standing next to him named Mel and he looks at me and then looks at Mel and he's like, oh, sorry, Layla, I'm going to do the dance with Mel. I just asked her to be my girlfriend after lunch. No, Andy, how bad is that? And so I was standing there, my heart shatters into a thousand pieces. It's like Adele comes out from behind the bushes and she's like, never mind, I'll find someone like you. <laughs> like devastated. I didn't know who I was going to go with. But I had put all my hope in wanting to be in a relationship. I had put my hope in popularity. I would put my hope in friendships. And they all seemed to let me down. Do you know what? The Bible tells us that when we try to put our hope in the things of the world, it will never fully satisfy us. It will never fully help us to find a love or a value or a knowing that we are searching for deep down. But the Bible tells us that Jesus loves us more than we are ever known And he will know us more than um, anybody knows us on the earth. So we see that Jesus is the one who can actually fulfill that longing in our hearts. I want to talk about this guy in the Bible who had misplaced his hope. He was putting his hope in the things of the world. It's from John chapter 5, verse 2 to 9. It says, Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind and lame or paralyzed, lay on the porches, and one of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew that he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets in there ahead of me. And so Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And instantly the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So here's this guy who had been paralyzed in his legs for 38 years. And because he was sick, because he was paralyzed, he relied on the kindness of others to try and get him the miracle that he was looking for. He put his hope in the things of the world. And the hope that he put his hope in was this fountain, this superstitious water fountain that they believed if you go into the fountain, if you can have someone carry you into the fountain when angels come and stir up this water, you could be healed. But unfortunately, every day people would bring him to the fountain. They'd put him on the mat. He would lie there begging other people for money, begging other people for food. He didn't have anything and he could never receive his miracle. He was stuck in his issue. He was stuck in this place where he couldn't change and he couldn't find any hope. He was putting his hope in the things of the world, but it never actually worked. I don't know if you've found that when you put your hope in the things of the world, it doesn't actually work. It doesn't fully satisfy. When you put your hope in maybe material things and like, oh, I'm going to get this new outfit. I'm going to get these new shoes and then I'll feel good about myself and then I'll be happy. But it never fully satisfies. Or maybe you've been in relationships before and you're like, this is the answer that I'm looking for. Like, I'll feel so loved. I'll feel so known. And it's like, it doesn't really truly work for you. You still feel empty on the inside. There's something still missing well he was trying to put his hope in the things of the world and it wasn't working for him one day Jesus walks past this guy as he's sitting on his mat on the ground paralyzed with this issue that he's had for 38 years and the answer that he is looking for is standing right in front of him the answer that he is looking for is standing right in front of him and Jesus says do you want to be made well do you want to be healed and He's still putting His hope in the things of the world. So He's like, oh, I don't have anyone to put me in the fountain. I don't have I don't have those things that would fulfill me. Maybe if we're looking at the things that fulfill us in life, and we, we might say, hey, but I don't have that girlfriend. I don't have that boyfriend. I don't have the grades at school. I don't have the money. I don't have the phone. I don't have the shoes that would make me happy. But Jesus, the answer that we're looking for is standing right in front of us tonight. And if we would just make a decision to put our hope in, In Him, we would find everything that we are looking for. When we put our hope in Jesus, we find the deepest love we've ever known. We find the deepest truth and hope and satisfaction that we could ever know. What are you putting your hope in tonight? John chapter 10 and verse 10 says, The thief comes only to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. John chapter 3 and verse 16 also says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Um, maybe if someone could join me on the keys, that will be awesome. Thanks, my friend. Um, I believe that when we put our hope in Jesus, it will change our whole lives. Um, I found Jesus at a young age. I, my family was sort of Christian. We got saved. But when I was a teenager, when I was around your age, probably 13, 14, I really made a decision to put my hope in Jesus. I really made a decision to have a relationship with Jesus. You know, I'd be been chasing all these other things in the world, been chasing, you know, relationships, chasing popularity. I'd been chasing all these other things, and it never fully worked for me. But when I started to put my hope in Jesus, When I started to fall in love with Jesus, when I started to receive his love for me and his truth in my life, it started to change my life forever. I've never regretted that decision. Now, when I was a kid, um, my parents, we lived in New Zealand. My dad was Muslim. My mum had converted to Islam to marry my dad. And so we weren't Christians at the time. We had my auntie come to live with us in New Zealand in our house. And my auntie was schizophrenic, but we didn't know it at the time. So our life was pretty chaotic. We had this crazy lady living in our house. She was just mental. She was like threatening to kill my dad. It was just pretty insane. It was just crazy at home. And so my mum couldn't handle it anymore. And she said to my dad, hey, if you don't deal with my auntie, if you don't get her out of here, I'm going to take the kids and I'm going to leave so my dad was stuck he was like what can I do I can't change this I don't know what I can do and he felt hopeless and my mom was like all right I'm gonna take the kids we're gonna go and so we ended up living in a women's and children's shelter when I was a kid my mom was just absolutely devastated absolutely wrecked her life has sort of fallen apart we had no money we had nothing I remember going to the op shop when when I was about five years old and we were picking out like a present for a dollar for Christmas because we just had nothing And so we ended up just living in this women's and children's shelter. But we had a lady who lived down the street from us. And her and her husband actually reached out to to my mom. They said to my mom, hey, I know your life feels like it's falling apart right now. I know you feel lost. I know you feel like you have no hope. But if you would just put your hope in Jesus, I believe that He can make something beautiful out of this mess. I believe that He'll give you all the love and all the hope and all the satisfaction that you need in your heart. He'll turn your life around. And so my mom just had tears streaming down her face. And she's like, yes, I want to put my hope in Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to make a decision to follow Him. And so she made this decision to follow Jesus. She ends up moving back in with my dad. So my dad, who was a Muslim, starts coming along to church with us. And so he's like, you know, I believe in Abraham and Moses and all these people from the Quran. like same, same, but different. How different can it be? My dad starts coming along to church with us and he had a radical encounter with God as well. He encountered the Holy Spirit and God just met him in that place. And from the age of about five or six years old, I ended up growing up in church. When I was a teenager, when I was around your age, I really made a decision to chase after God with everything. That is within me, and I can tell you that when I made that decision to follow Jesus, no turning back, when I said, God, I want to commit everything to you, all the longing in my heart, all the things that I've been putting my hope in in the world that weren't working for me, when I put my hope in Jesus, something changed. There was a confidence, there was a love, there was a hope. My life just went from darkness to light. It's like everything began to change as I fell more and more in love with Jesus. So, just as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you're in this room tonight and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, you've never said, hey, I want to follow Jesus with my life, then I want to tell you, friend, tonight Jesus is standing right in front of you. He's standing right in front of you. He is the answer that the world is searching for. When you put your hope in Him, He is able to change you from the inside out. He is everything that we need. Maybe you have sort of been a Christian, so you've sort of grown up in church, but you've never fully made that commitment to Him. And you'd say, Layla, yeah, I can identify with that. I'm sort of like chasing all these other things. They're leaving me empty. I've been in some relationships and they've broken my heart. And, you know, I, I feel sort of unfulfilled and I feel like there's a gap in my heart. And I want the love of Jesus to come in. I want the boldness and the confidence that He can give me about who I am in Him to change me from the inside out you'd say tonight I want to make a commitment to Jesus I want to follow him with my life whether you're doing it for the first time tonight or maybe you've done it before but you say hey I really want to make this commitment tonight I really want to come back to Jesus tonight then on the count of three with every head bowed and every eye closed just to give people their privacy I'd love you to just raise up your hand and I would love to pray with you tonight so one two three if that's you why don't you lift up your hand awesome 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 Awesome. Anybody else in this place tonight, you want to make that decision to follow Jesus? Awesome. Awesome. So good. I would love every single person in the room to pray this prayer with me so we can pray with these guys who have lifted their hands tonight. Dear Lord Jesus, tonight I make a decision to put my hope in you. I thank you That 2,000 years ago, you died on a cross for me. You saved me from my sin and you've forgiven me of everything that I've ever done wrong. Jesus, tonight, I ask you to come into my heart, to be the Lord of my life and to help me to live for you. Fill me with your love and your hope and your joy and your peace in Jesus name amen amen can we